Left, right, and center with Marion Boyd and Bob Metz. We welcome both our guests to the studio. Nice to have you here. Hi, Jim. Nice Morning, to be Jim. back. Yeah. Does this bother you to sit in the chair that Premier Harris just vacated, Marion? Is there any problem there at all? Oh, I think I can manage. That's okay? Yeah. Right. Okay. I wonder if I can uh, take advantage of having both my guests here today to look at a phenomenon that uh, disturbs me a little bit, and uh, rightly or wrongly. And it has to do with the recent visit to Canada of Jorg Hader, who is the leader of the... I guess it is the Freedom Party, isn't it, Bob? Yes, it is. The Freedom yeah. Party of Austria. Of Austria, which has nothing to do with your party here. No official affiliation whatsoever. However, it looks like we may have some things in common. Mm -hmm. Well, perhaps we'll explore that in a moment or two. Um, my concern is that here we have a gentleman who has said some provocative things, but well within the context of free speech, both in his country and in our country. Um, he's made some allusions to the history of Austria that make some people uncomfortable, and I certainly would not defend the allusions. Uh, some of the things he said that I've read make me question his judgment and so on. But he showed up in Canada uh, a few days ago uh, on a private visa, just here visiting friends, as he said. Canadian media went absolutely nuts. There were people calling for his expulsion, immediate expulsion from the country, uh, the people denouncing him as, uh, as a, you know, one of Europe, Europe's premier neo-Nazis, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The, uh, the, the, the frenzy seemed to build very quickly, uh, at least the frenzy represented in the media, although most people I talked to didn't know who he was and couldn't care less. And, and I'd like to get the, the thoughts of both my guests on this phenomenon of an individual like this who uh, admittedly has said some provocative things, but certainly uh, anything that I have seen, and maybe I'm missing stuff, I've never seen anything that I would say blatantly would, would define him as being a neo-Nazi. Certainly he's, uh, he's on the right of the European political uh, spectrum. Certainly he has some strong feelings about immigration in his country, feelings which are shared, if the polls are to be to believe, by a majority of Europeans. Uh, and yet he was quick, quickly vilified here in Canada as being this neo-Nazi thug, and let's kick him out of the country. Marianne, I'm going to ask you two questions, I guess. Do you know more about this guy than I do? And is this a, a good sign? Is this a healthy society, one in which we, we simply want to turf this guy out? We don't care what he has to say. Let's just get him out of here because we've heard he's a bad guy. Well, I think there are a couple of things, Jim. I, I certainly think you're downplaying uh, uh, in, a, in a serious way uh, some of the, the statements that have been made. They've been made in a political context uh, in a, a very right-wing state of, of Austria where the Nazi tradition is still strong and living. His parents are both lifelong Nazis. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I think there is reason to be concerned uh, when there is a coalition government that clearly... I mean, I've, have, have you ever heard of demonstrations like this in, in, in Austria? Austrians tend to be quite laid back. So I think there is real concern there. That's one issue. That's their internal issue and something they need to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, you say he, he said he came to see, uh, on a private visit to see friends. Well, he also said he wanted to make a reconciliation with the Jewish community in, in Canada. Mm -hmm. He turned up on the doorstep of uh, one of the, the Jewish organizations in Montreal. Mm -hmm. yeah, must, that's terrible, and, eh? <laughs> and, no, no, but I mean, it, it wasn't just a private visit. It mm -hmm. was a political statement. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to recognize that, that this is a deeply emotional issue for people who've been through the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very odd that someone who's a member of a cabinet in a government would not have informed the foreign uh, office here that, that they were coming. Mm -hmm. Extremely odd, particularly when it's a new government. 
and and normally that kind of of uh, of, of of visit uh, would 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 be a visit that would would need some some you know some protocols and mm -hmm. so on. He had no security, which concerns certainly would concern the security forces mm -hmm. here for any person who's mm -hmm. a member of a cabinet of a foreign government visiting. Never mind someone who is as provocative as he is. So I think there's reason for some concern. But when you talk about the news media, I mean, quite frankly, the, the, the press in this country is busy making news all the time. They created news out of this, mm -hmm. as they do out of many things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, I think we should be concerned about that part, too. Robert? I think, I think the issue is far deeper than that. I think the controversial things that Mr. Hayter is saying has got nothing to do with his background or association of his parents, but with the policies of his party. Free market, less government, decentralization, all the things that are opposite to anything Nazi or anything collectivist, which is what, of course, socialists all support. Mm -hmm. You know, the hot button that Lloyd Axworthy does not want anyone to touch is that, so that Hitler was a socialist. Mm -hmm. That's the hot button. It was the National Socialist Party. Well, absolutely, but you it should... It was a co-option of the term, as you well know. No, it was a perfect enactment of what socialism is. Socialism no, did isn't. everything. Let me quote to you what some, of, what some of Hitler's policies were, and this is from the book Ominous Parallels, written Obviously by Leonard Kekoff. Obviously, you came Kekoff. prepared to discuss this today. Well, well I did, yes, because this is a very concerning thing to me. Of course, I also have to deal with it because I run a Freedom Party of Ontario. But you have to understand that what what Hitler did and what Nazi policies are, are, for example, government programs and bodies to create, to control and sub subsidize um, in the public interest. Every aspect of literature, music, the fine arts, the theater, movie, That's radio, fascism, the press. not socialism. That's what we do here with That's our CRTC. Fascism. I agree. Nonsense. But, but fascism CRTC is part is of socialism. very, very different than Goebbels' um, organization You support in the Nazi CRTC. Germany. It's you very different from Goebbels' control it was controlled it's to get a particular different. point control. of view up across. The key to Hitler, his whole thing, is to abrogate individual rights and wipe out any limitation on the power of the central government. And that's basically what all socialists want to do. And socialists are still doing that today. That's absolutely not the case. The, the, thing, the reason they're screaming at Hayter is because he's got an idea that can change the world and that will totally dismantle everything that is socialist and everything that is centralized bureaucracy and power and control. In his country, where he, where he is, you have to be a member of one of the, one of the two parties to, to be, even be able to get a job. You have to... Actually, there are uh, several parties. This is a coalition uh, government that he's part of. There are several parties in Austria. And what makes that even more interesting is that the, that the, the furor against him didn't raise until the coalition was arrived at. Yes, because... Until then, the power. socialists were quite willing to have a coalition with him, but he went with the conservatives. So all of a sudden, the same person they would have had a coalition with is suddenly the evil guy. I, I certainly have never heard that. Well, that's how it's been presented in the media. But nevertheless, look, look at the things that, 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 that Hitler's, what he pledged to the poor, which is something I hear you saying all the time, Marian. The Republic's social insurance budgets were increased. A variety of welfare funds, programs, agencies, policies were introduced and expanding, including special provisions for such items as unemployment relief, workmen's compensation, health insurance, pensions, winter help campaigns for the destitute, the Reich Mother Service for Indigent Mothers and Children, and the National Socialist People's Welfare Organization. All of this which were programmed in a worldwide recession, de a depression as it was in the, in the, in the uh, 30s. That's not the point, Mary. That, they were all programs all supported by fascists. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And that is the thing that socialists don't want to hear.
No, is I, that the I, idea I'm not is that they? That that, well, then what's all the fuss over Hader? All Hader wants to do, he wants to reconcile with the Jewish community, who is just staying away from him in droves, and the few Jewish people that want to talk to him feel threatened by the rest of the Jewish community. They're, you know, like it's, oh, really? it's scary stuff. They're acting like Nazis. I, I don't understand how the pod is calling the kettle black. You see Mel Lastman in Toronto. It was disgusting. I was ashamed to be a Canadian standing there telling the people of this country that a person like Hader cannot come to this country to express his views. Meanwhile, John Chan stands in Parliament. Thank goodness the National Post is showing us this. With avowed murderers, mass murderers, leaders of African countries who eliminate their citizens, execute them without trials, you know, it, it's just unbelievable how, how deeply we've sunk into this and it's really disturbing and Marion I don't see I, how you I, can I share your concern over the latter part that you're talking about I absolutely share your concern about over that. the free speech issue and over the issue of, of people like Lastman making the kind of extreme statements he made I don't agree with that nor do I agree with the way this current liberal government kowtows to to a lot of, of dictators and and does not deal with the human rights issues in those countries uh, so busy concentrating on free trade that they don't pay any attention to the realities of life in those countries well, because that's of the, the rampaging Why would these countries that are, or these, these politicians who are concentrating on free trade be afraid of Hader then, who's also saying free trade? Why do they want to distance themselves if they're practicing the same philosophy? Well, it's not the free trade aspect that they're concerned about. As well, I say, you it? are downplaying, and I think Jim is downplaying, the kind of comments that he's made and the kinds of hot buttons uh, that those comments I haven't heard make. any. I've read he's all a, this. He's a Holocaust denier, number one. And that is guaranteed well, no, that's interesting. To, to raise a lot well, of concern. I, 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 no, I haven't heard that. You're the first person to say that. It's yeah, not, I haven't seen that either. It's not so in anything of all these hundreds of articles or anywhere, and I don't think he's denying it at all. In fact, what I hear from him is that he wants Austria to live up to its past and to make reparations. He's doing the total opposite of what you're saying, and I've read his interviews, and I just it bothers me how the media and people are going around sp spreading false information based on literally nothing. What he has said in the past, he's criticized the Austrian government for its, um, for its labor policies as not being as efficient as, as Hitler's were. I mean, that was meant as an insult. It doesn't mean he admires Hitler's labor policies, which, by the way, his policies were... You're quite were, an apologist for this guy, Bob. Well, it, someone has to, and I'll be the first to stand in line and do it. Um, because he hasn't said anything that should be offensive to anyone. What he has said should be uh, welcomed by everyone. This is what I'm trying to get at. And, and the issue of his labor policy is, you know, Hitler's labor policy was full employment. And here I had Gil Warren on for a whole show arguing over full employment. He wants to bring it in. I told him the only guy that ever did it was Hitler. And he felt totally offended by that. And I said, well, if you're going to have a full employment policy, you have to be fascist. You know, and, and, and that's the way socialists still think. I, I meet socialists all the time who want full employment policies. So policy by policy by policy, they are the same as what Hitler endorsed. Now, why, you, why you, do they you condemn object, Hitler? You object to people painting this guy, but you, week after week, you paint socialists in your broad brush without bothering to listen to what they have to say. I haven't either. painted a broad brush. I've given you specific policies. I've given you exactly what they believe in, what they stand for, and what they would institute. That's not a broad brush. It's very specific. They believed in workers' compensation. They believe in wealth redistribution. That's the, that's yes. the nature of all state-controlled and, and centralization of government. And that is the road on the which Europe is today. compassionate, representative, democratic government. Well, that's what you would say, but there's nothing compassionate about a gun. I'm sorry. We have that argument all the time. I just don't see any compassion in going around, you know, 
forcing people to get to give their money to socialist causes, which may be well-meaning. Where, as did, the, was where, the did, case this, where did this gun come in? Government. When government redistributes, remember last week I said there's three services government can offer you. They can either shoot you, they can lock you up, or they can take your money. And to institute any one of their programs, they have to do one of those three things. They usually do number three, they take your money. If you don't cooperate with that, then they do number two, they lock you up. If you don't cooperate there, they will shoot you. It has happened. People have been shot in this country and in the U.S. even for not putting their kids in a state-run school. I mean, it will go to that point if someone is, has a conviction to take it to that point. So there's no way that you can say there's no gun behind all of this. Everyone knows there is, or they wouldn't be forced to do half the things they do. You don't buy that, Marion. You don't, you don't think that, the, that, the, that the, the idea that we have no option... I just want to explore this one We do have area. an option. We don't have, when it comes to taxes, we don't. We have to yes, pay, we do. We, have to pay we, don't have to, we don't have to keep electing governments that, that do taxes. But once we have elected that government... Yes. Until the next time, yeah. yes. Until the next time, that government can institute virtually so, any kind so of tax you think scheme it's, it wants. you think that's a bad thing? No, no, I'm just asking you. I'm asking you why you think that there's not, ultimately, the gun, the figur figuratively speaking, ultimately the gun isn't there. If you were to decide, Marion, that, that I'm not going to pay taxes to this government, to this Mike Harris government, because I believe that what they're doing with this money is inappropriate or, or you know, egregious, whatever the case may be, and I'm simply not going to pay the taxes anymore, you know very well what ultimately would happen to you. And I should. Have to have to go to jail mm -hmm. for, for not doing that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. but that's Just as his cabinet minister, former cabinet minister, why you know, should you? Didn't but, uh, evade it. But what, what Bob said, what I'm saying yeah. is, my my work against that would have to be political work against mm -hmm. that in a democracy. Mm -hmm. Not one person making a decision, mm -hmm. but a person working politically to try and win uh, a, a a representative government that that followed their views. But what are you trying and to get around? People like Bob, who have never managed to get elected don't accept the fact that people don't agree with his position. Wait a minute, people like me just got elected, and that's your problem, is that this guy, Hayter, got elected. And he's got 30 percent... You know what a lot of elected, these editorials Bob, are saying, me, though? I don't have a problem with his getting elected. That is not my problem at all. You have all. a problem with me getting elected. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said you have not got elected, and in a... In well, what does that mean? In a, in a democracy... It means that the majority that means of I have no rights. did not vote for right. you. Right. So, so unless they give me rights, I don't have any. Well, the majority, well, the majority of voters didn't. The majority of voters didn't vote for Mike Harris, and the majority of voters didn't vote for Bob Ray in, either. In, so, in so his, what does that prove? Riding, they did in each of their ridings. Well, not in the party. No, the parties, they didn't. But that's no, because we have a three-party system. Well, yeah. And in federally, we have a five-party system. Absolutely, I won't argue that and with that's you. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm talking about well, no, we the have a individual person with three and five parties in it that doesn't work. That's the problem. We, in the, uh, you end up with first past the post. Now, you and I agree that we should have proportional uh, representation. Absolutely. absolutely, I do. And that's how Hayter got elected. He got 30% of the yes, vote. Yes, absolutely. And I've seen it on... And I have I not have said he it. shouldn't have got elected. By the way, I just want to mention something here. I have seen, and I have had provided to me, stats and information from polls taken by other political parties that when asked, in this riding here in London, who would their second choice be if they could have a second choice? You know who number one is? Freedom Party, us. We're second choice among NDPers, second choice among conservatives, and second choice among liberals. But that reflects nowhere on a first-past-the-post system, and I, it never will. I don't disagree with you, Bob. Now, you and I have had this discussion now, before. But, but I want to get at the point here. What the issue with Hayter in Europe is, is that the left wing and the socialists are saying people with his ideas should not even be allowed into the electoral arena. Because he's right wing, right wing, right wing. No, That's the word I think they use what they're the saying time. is they don't want him part of the executive of the government. I don't think there's been in. I haven't seen any dispute that the people in his state, Corinthia, I believe it is, 
didn't have the right to elect him and his and his party if that was if that was their democratic choice. Well, I haven't well seen he's not in like the executive, that. is he? I yes, thought he that's just the stayed point. out of it. My understanding is that it is a coalition government and that he and I believe it's two and others. And why shouldn't he be in the uh, cabinet or some some position? That's that's not for me to decide. I'm just saying what they are saying, what they're objecting to. Well, well what they're objecting to objecting is democracy. To they're objecting to the fact... Well, you why object would, to a democracy. Why would Canada temporarily pull out its ambassador? Have we ever done that since the war time situation? Yeah, on occasion. I believe yes, we have. Yes. But, but what, what has been of the course, other not, not in the Sudan, where the talisman mine mm -hmm. is poisoning the, the country mm -hmm. with guns. But Have we you know. pulled out all our ambassadors from practically every Central African country where they're shooting and killing each other on a daily basis? Well, they wouldn't know they were gone, for one thing. Well, <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's just astounding to me how we are reacting to this. And to me, the, the issue and, and that Bob, everyone's trying Bob, to may avoid... I, may I just remind you, I haven't said I think that's necessarily the best tack to take at all. Mm. I, I have not said that. No, I'm not saying you have, okay. but I'm saying that people on the left have. And the people... What and you people on the left? International Socialists, whatever the name of the group is. They're actually named in the paper. And the, the Canadian Jewish Congress and and you know various left-wing groups you hear hear about them all the time you suggest like, the canadian, like jewish, canadian jewish congress is a left left-wing group oh, is absolutely. that what you're suggesting so is the Canadian breath is an absolutely fascist group they have been opposed to freedom of speech since the very beginning it just astounds me um you know it, it's just amazing how, how and the tactics they use you know border on violence occasionally and yet we do nothing about Benign it we worry breath? about but i breath is is they got they also got involved and started labeling london the racist haven uh, of, of Ontario here over the issue that came into our door and that we discussed on this show a mm -hmm. few weeks ago where the London police are now issuing letters to people to come in and discuss their political beliefs. Well, issued know. a letter. A letter to a lot of people. Yeah, a letter that was since... I thought it was to five people. Oh, no, no more, more than, than a dozen. It was more really? than that, yeah. yes. Yeah, and but all a, kinds of people. a letter that has since been admitted by the police was inappropriate. They haven't admitted it. I haven't heard it. Oh yes, I heard that. Yeah, Where right. well, we 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 are supposedly officially involved in this. I haven't got a letter from the people we've written to. We haven't heard from Tabushi, who told us he'd keep us in touch. <laughs> so there, there, it just goes to show you. So what have they actually said that, that the letter was inappropriate? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. That was my understanding. That was my understanding too. That it oh. comment had been made that the. That well, the, that's refreshing the, to hear. The wording of the letter uh, to demand the attendance of individuals. Yeah, I, now, what are we going to do about Axworthy? Yeah, I thought so too. I, th I thought so, but maybe well, I'm. Well, I'll have to look into that immediately. But mm -hmm. now we got Axworthy to deal with. What are we going to do about a guy that gets up in front of a nation and says that this guy shouldn't be coming here and shouldn't be allowed to push hot buttons and shouldn't be allowed to say anything publicly? Well. I think the guy should resign. You won't get an argument from me on that issue. We have to do have to pause for a moment. You will get an argument on whether we have to stop, and we do. We've got some important messages, and we'll be back with more Left, Right, and Center right after this. This is Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. Bob Metz and Marion Boyd, our guests, uh, as they often are. And Emily wants to join the conversation. Hello, Emily. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Yeah. I would like to ask the panelists, how many times was Hitler elected before he became a dictator and there were no more elections? I thought, and, it was and, and I thought it was once in 1933. Yeah, I think he himself was elected more than that, but the party won one election. And the party was also suppressed and banned before it gained power. Yeah, yeah so we, I think the, the answer you're probably looking for, the broad answer is once. Once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that, 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 that's something we really got to think about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Holocaust was real. Mm -hmm. I know personally... Mm -hmm. And I have relatives mm -hmm. that were in Germany when 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 the when the uh, 
Allied armies marched into Germany and yeah. the Holocaust was real. They saw it and, yeah. and they didn't even want to talk about it. Yep. Yep. Anything else, Emily? Nope, that's right. it. Thank you for the call today. 643-1290, I haven't been mentioning that. Star 1290 is uh, the Rogers AT&T. If you want to join our conversation, you're always welcome to do so. You know, part of that whole Holocaust, you know, it's certainly the war was real. And when you talk to people about the Holocaust, if you talk to three different people, it's like asking them about God. What do you mean by this? They have mm -hmm. three different ideas. Mm -hmm. Some people reg regard the Holocaust as the strict extermination of the Jews and, and other peoples through concentration camps. Mm -hmm. Others regard it as the whole war, mm -hmm. the whole situation. Others regard it as the environment that that nurtured yeah. the whole thing and so so you know and yet yet there's this argument over the use of these words like hater got into trouble over using the word um punishment camp instead of concentration camp mm -hmm. and yet on the official plaques there on all the gravestones is the word from punishment camps mm -hmm. they use it in the language yeah. so the question i ask is not why hater used it i don't i want i'd wonder why he has to apologize he's, he's obviously kissing a lot of butt over this mm -hmm. but what is what is built what what is the meaning of the word punishment camp versus um, concentration camp? What does the other side have invested in the use of that word? That's what I want to know. Because it assumes that, in fact, people did something wrong and they were being legitimately punished for it. Well, that's, that's, that's what the argument well, is. Well, that's about. what the Nazis did do. They, oh, if they, you were they, Jewish, you were guilty of being Jewish. That's well, exactly that's, what it was. That's why he's in trouble. And that's why there's such a strong reaction to it. Well, you're because not supposed to say the truth. You're not supposed to say how well, history truth, actually played out. The truth is that Jews did something wrong, and that's why they no, were killed. The no, the truth is that, that Hitler regarded them as wrong for being Jews, and they call it... That's the whole and, and, evil of it. And the world has decided that we won't use that terminology because it, 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 it hides and masks what happened. That's why he's in trouble, for using that terminology because it has been a and it was it was part of the decisions that were made around the language used at the Nuremberg trials but in fact that language would not be used by the free world to discuss this issue well then are you suggesting they better go back and change all the plaques and then re-educate re the whole population thing. we don't go back and change what people called but we don't talk about it anymore even example. though we're supposed to remember no no Bob you're getting <laughs> Boy. I get very scared yes, when the people tell. who are telling us very that we defensive. have to remember the evils of the war who run right into those evils. They practice suppression, they practice censorship, they evade a debate, they do all the things that totalitarians have to do to maintain their point of view. I've never understood why if someone's denying the Holocaust, the proper response is if Ernst Dundell's got a website up there saying this, you go through the website, you get all, everything he says, and you respond to it on your website, and you say, this is BS because... This is BS because you don't go, well, we got to shut him up. That tells me that he's saying something that's true and that they have no argument on their side. Oh, so if people don't like it and they, they don't they have don't to listen, you don't have to go to Ernst Zundel's website. But Bob, surely you know that, that, that there is real concern about the... Sure there is. The I'm very concerned. But let's not let's not use Hitler's methods to try and get rid of rid of Hitler ideology. That's what let's I'm saying. Let's go back to this word of punishment <laughs> camps because it is it, there is a very good reason why people are upset about this. And let's be very clear. If people well, let, let me let I, me I have no please problem with let being me upset. finish for a change. Okay. Mm -hmm. If people in the United States started to use the terminology, and I use it advisedly, and in quotation marks, nigger, and they and they've talked about slavery and used that terminology and said they were doing it because it was historically correct, we wouldn't accept that. The same thing is true with Hyder, using language that, that people said very clearly was offensive, that a punishment camp, 
assumes that someone has done something to be punished for. And the whole issue for Jews about the Holocaust and about the concentration camps was that their only fault was who they were, not what they did. Right, and we have laws that do the same thing here today when we treat Aboriginals different from the rest of us, the French are different. We've, I mean, Diane Francis wrote a whole book about ethnic cleansing going on in Quebec, and what are we doing? We're just sitting here, ho-hum, ho-hum, can't have this guy from Europe come over. Uh, I think that should be on the front page every day of what the Quebec government has been doing and what the separatists are doing and, and the fascist policies that they're instituting. Uh, I, just, I just find it alarming that... Yes, certainly we should be offended, and when we are, we should address it. Mm-hmm. But to address offense but you just said that by censorship, that. not by this kind of censorship, and, and this, it's irrelevant in the context he did it, and he apologized for it anyway, so it should be left on the back burner forever. Okay, we have to leave our discussion on the front okay. burner, bubbling away. Uh, news is next for just a very few minutes. We'll be back with more Left, Right, and Center with Marion Boyd and Bob Metz here on 1290 CJBK. Right in center with Mary Boyd and Bob Metz. We've been talking about Jörg Haider, who's a, a European politician uh, uh, of a certain ilk. Yeah, but that's not really what we've been talking about. We've been talking more about kind of our attitudes here in Canada to, uh, to dealing with individuals like him. He was uh, in our country very recently. A number of people said he shouldn't be here. Mel Lastman suggested he should be tossed. And a variety of other public uh, and private figures felt that uh, this fellow just shouldn't be allowed here, period. Um, speaking for myself, that makes me extremely nervous. Uh, I don't much care what he says. I, I want the opportunity to hear it for myself. But I recognize that many people are concerned about that because there are, shall we say, and mean no disrespect, less discriminating people who listen to what he says and who will take it as verbatim. And just before we left there, Bob, you were talking about, uh, about uh, Ernst Zundel. I've had the opportunity to chat with Ernst on and off the air a few times. Uh, my concern with Ernst, and, and it's balancing, it's my concern for free speech, and I'm, it's a teeter-totter for me, is that there are a great many people out there who are not going to read your refutation of what Ernst writes, and that's problematic. The other issue is a lot of people aren't going to read what he writes, yeah. and, and a lot of people aren't going to react to it the way that you expect them to. Most people True read enough. it and react in the way that you, that any decent person would. But there are, the, and we've seen, and I can't quote you chapter and verse, but I, I would I don't think I'm wrong on this, that there are numbers of Canadians who have read what he's written and who do buy into his... uh, And that's their right, isn't it? It is their right to do that, but what I'd like to see, and I don't know what the answer is, I'd like to find a way to ensure that those individuals are equally exposed to, as you put it before, the truth of of these issues. Oh, so there's an official truth, and you'd have to have a a government... Well, there's a truth that you would accept. Is it an official truth? No, I don't ever accept official statements as truth. Usually, Sundell told me that there was no such thing as gas chambers in Nazi Germany, that it was all a fabrication, that it absolutely did not happen, that the, all they were were delousing rooms. Now, as, a, as an amateur historian mm-hmm. who's read probably a, totally thou- a thousand books on the topic and talked to people who were there, it's, ab- that's, it's, just, untr- it's just so ridiculous that it, it, it almost, you don't even want to comment it, it's so stupid. So but there are you people- put them on the air. And you think most of the people who heard that believed it? Um, probably not, but there are a core of people who do, and they're the ones that make me nervous. Well, because I don't know they can how to believe de- what they I don't like know how to, to deal with them. But, uh, you don't have to deal with them. They're, they're not bothering you, and they won't bother you until they do something violent, and that's what we have to prohibit. But there's the other argument, though, Bob. They won't bother me until they kick my door down. And that's exactly what happened in, in Germany. That's what's happening now with Hater, you know, like, like, like you asked earlier, why am I getting so upset about this? It's because I practiced that statement. Remember that old saying, first they came for the Jews? Yeah, and I said and, nothing. And I said nothing. Well, I'm saying it now. 
when they go after the first guy. I'm and not going to wait. And Mel Lastman would say he's saying it too. You're just saying it from two opposite points well, of view. Well, no, his point of view is, isn't substantiated by any facts. <laughs> he is saying that the hater is, is a Nazi when Hader's policies are totally the opposite of, of, of policy. He's, he is accusing Hader guilt by association, which is the essence of racism. If I say Mr. X is guilty because of his association with Mr. Y, that is racist thinking. That's, that's, that's judging individuals on the basis of some collective. That's what the police did here in London when they sent those letters out. They said, you're a member of this alliance and th these ideas we find repugnant, therefore we're, ha we're hauling you in. You're guilty of something. You know, that's racist thinking. We do it all the time, and our governments institute policies on that. Well, let's suppose, just for the sake of argument, and I'm not saying... We collect race yep. information on our census. For, oh, the, yeah. for, the, for the sake of argument, let's say that he was an avowed Nazi. Should we have treated him any different? Was Mel Lastman any less... Was, were his actions any less reprehensible? If, if it was just ideology we were talking about, no. But if he were guilty of crimes uh, where he actually killed people, or I don't think we should even let anybody like that in the country. Yet we do. Well, uh, we do. And, and, and your point about the inconsistency of this is what ought to concern us all. I have been disgusted on many occasions seeing not just the current Liberal government, but the previous Tory government and previous governments before that entertaining dictators people who uh, uh, have, have led regimes where uh, the UN has, has expressed real concerns mm -hmm. about genocide, mm -hmm. um, uh, people who are, are welcomed and apparently feted as, as heads of state, uh, who have, have certainly actually been accused of directly of actually doing some of these issues, mm -hmm. and yet that appears to be okay. That I think we should be concerned about. Mm -hmm. It's always explained away by people like Axworthy. Well, we, they're a trading partner. We have to do this. Sorry. I mean, I think if it's appropriate to withdraw an ambassador over the decision that uh, was made to have a coalition government in, in Austria, then the government's current position on the talisman mine in the Sudan ought to be looked at in the same way. I wouldn't argue that with you, Marion, but if you take it to its logical extension, ultimately, and this is the argument that's put forward, it costs Canadian jobs. And, and, and uh, uh, anytime we disrupt trade with a major trade partner, and a major trade partner is anybody over a few million dollars, we are costing Canadian citizens jobs, and no politician wants to do that, not even NDP does, politicians. Does that mean that you have to introduce them to the commons and you have to treat them as exactly. honored? Absolutely yes. not. No, I think no, you no, can no. carry on with free trade, no. but you don't have to invite them here. Well, I'll tell you that, uh, that from my perspective, I think there are some situations where we may have, we, we should bite the bullet, even if it does cost us the Canadian Talisman jobs. The report was really interesting because what it said was, was not that you couldn't, they couldn't operate the thing, but they shouldn't be paying it to a government that was doing what the government was doing. It should be paid into a into a, a an arm's length fund that could could actually make sure that the dollars were going mm -hmm. to to not to, to buy guns, yeah. uh, but to, to actually improve the country. But what would happen that if one of if one of our trading partners said to us, Listen, we're we're you know, we're we're gonna continue to do business with you on this particular issue, this particular item, uh, but we're concerned that you're repressing the French Canadians in Quebec. So we're gonna pay into an arm arm's length fund to ensure that none of this money goes to uh, anti-propaganda against Quebec. We'd freak out. We'd absolutely go bananas. Well, 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 I'm not sure that we would, actually, because I'm not sure our government actually takes directly the dollars from, from that kind of an operation. I mean, in, in terms of tax dollars, perhaps, but mm -hmm. we're not just talking about tax dollars mm -hmm. here. We're talking about, about oil right But even if it were money. tax dollars, even if it were tax dollars, and somebody tried to interfere with our 
what we see as our sovereignty, we'd go straight up and turn left. Or right. <laughs> well, if we were at war with the French Canadians, if we were using the money mm -hmm. to further suppress the French Canadians, mm -hmm. or they were using the money mm -hmm. to carry on a war against, against us, mm -hmm. I think we'd have something to say about that, Jim. About? About where the money was going. You, I'm talking about our trading partners saying I'm this talking, to us. I'm talking about our trading partners. Yeah. This is a, is a company that is operating in the Sudan, mm. okay? And, and there's fairly good evidence that, in fact, the dollars that it is making is making the situation more warlike, more difficult. Exactly. We then, of course, through our United Nations contributions, are paying to counter what's being done. I'm sorry, I really think that there is a way in which you can carry on business, but make sure in those circumstances that you're not fueling a civil war. Mm -hmm. And I think we would expect that. Mm -hmm. If the, we had a civil war going on between the rest of the country and, and Quebec, mm -hmm. I believe we would be taking measures to make sure that any trading partner wasn't funneling money to one side or the other. Well, I think we when, would. When mm -hmm. does the war start? Does the war start when the first physical shot is fired, or does it start with all the fueling of the environment that creates that situation? Like, I think that creating special status for, for, for certain entities within a single political unit will create those kinds of divisions and invite something that might become a civil war. Um, you know, to me, the issue of hater is what constitutes a dangerous idea. You were talking about Zundel. I'm sure you wouldn't suggest we should remove Mein Kampf and Das Kapital out of the library. No, not at all. Uh, and yet a number of people read them and believe them. Mm -hmm. And which, to me, the issue is what constitutes a dangerous idea? And from anything I've heard from Hayter, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, but our current crop of left-wing politicians, liberal and NDP, their ideas are far more dangerous than anything that man has ever said. Well, you happen to agree with a lot of his ideas, and so, of course, you would say I that. I don't happen to agree, Mary. I didn't have to wake up. I, was, I once voted liberal. I once voted NDP. I voted conservative. And then finally I woke up and educated myself. I did some reading, and I started seeing what works and what doesn't what's right and what's wrong and why politics ignores both of those things so often and i just felt i would never be part of that that's why i'm where i'm at i think there are absolute rights and wrongs in social situations and i don't think governments are exempt from them what do we which say is the belief of, of most state control people what do we say to people like mel lastman um those of us who believe that what he said was inappropriate and i think all three of us have indicated I think, I think today we that, all think that, that, that what it was he did off was, the wall what do we say to a guy like mel lastman um, how do we express our concern without ourselves being targeted as being anti-Semitic? Because we know well, that you just hit that's the nail. That's and why does it happen? It happens to shut you up. Because if somebody can stick a label on you, especially right-wing or racist or anything like that, then or left-wing and socialist. But, but if they don't do it, they don't do it. All the the other the other parties you in Austria did. are socialist. I do, but the media doesn't. That's why I'm going they out of my way. They certainly do. The, the National Post doesn't label socialists. Give me a break. Not as much as they should. Well, talk about it. <laughs> For all the right wing, I, I, I highlighted them. I made a point of it. I went through an article to see how many times the word right wing it was going to be in one article, even a National Post versus the left wing, which is, which is everybody else. And you get about maybe one well, or two left wings, post, and you get right wing every post, other paragraph. Even the Post does not agree that the liberals are left wing. Even the Post. And... and well, I, I don't. I'm not concerned what they think. That's what I'm thinking here. It's my opinion I'm expressing. Well, they're the whole. They're the value bucket, aren't they? Which I can't say on the air, but that's what the liberals are, and many of our listeners will know what I'm talking about. 
Who's that? You mean the Post? The Colonel, no, the Liberal Party is the Colonel Sanders value oh. bucket that you can't say in the air. That's what they are. No, but, but, you know, the whole issue of, of labeling someone is to avoid a debate and, and to not allow a debate to occur. Uh, one, of, one of the strongest historians in the country who's arguing this feverishly is, is Joe Armstrong. You've mm -hmm. had him on the show a few times. Mm -hmm. Farewell to Peaceful Kingdom. He, mm -hmm. he documents meticulously every single thing that this government has done to, to squelch debate and to push the right-wing ideology so far out of the screen that, that le all left-wing ideology is right and left. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any difference. I've, you know, they do it through regulation. Marion, you know, it's now part of the regulation because of me. I brought up the issue over we, our party wanting to raise funds to fight the Human Rights Commission. We're not allowed to give tax credits for that. They won't let us do it. And they said so explicitly. But if we want to campaign for gender equity in the legislature, we can give tax credits for that. And they, they gave me that specific example. They've even written it into the regulation books verbatim. And now I'm sitting here, well, if I want to expound right-wing ideology and raise money for it through the democratic process that we registered under, that we're supposed to be treated the same as the other parties, we're not allowed to. Well, and nobody lifts I, an eyebrow I, I, I about it. I think what they said was that you couldn't, you couldn't attack a commission you could, you could, you could, that that wasn't the appropriate raising of money. Um, whereas, if you're trying to do something in the, in the, in the, in why the can't I attack a commission? Well, because it's, 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 it's. I'm not talking about the created people. Created at arm's length, it's not a political entity. It was created by the government. It's. You tell me the Human Rights Commission is not a political it entity. It is not a political entity. Oh, oh Marianne, come Marianne, on, Marianne. No, it's not. Talk about my friend. Under, under, under the election law. Now, come under on. The election. Come on, Jim. Under the election act, it is not a political entity. But you. And he's talking about giving tax receipts for attacking something. Okay. An, an I'm ent sorry. Ent entity in that sense yes. of the word. Okay, but let's talk about it. No, 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 no. And that's what he got told. I'm talking you about giving tax, tax receipts, receipts for abolishing the Human Rights Commission. Okay. Now, is that an attack? But that's if, my ideology. I don't think a, if you a, want to raise, an if institution... If you want to raise money to abolish the NDP party, you can do that because that's political. The, the other is not under the Election Act. And if you read, and I'm sure you have... But do you support that? I, I find that morally yes, I wrong. Well, I find it disgusting to change the language. Because the only... The Human Rights Commission has a right to use law. It uses the force of the courts to put people in jail for the opinions that they express. And you're telling me this is not political? This is unbelievable. That's what the police were saying. They're, they sent their letter around everybody because of your right-wing beliefs. Oh, this is not a political letter. You know, like, give me a you break. Are, you are combining oranges and apples. The Election Act, okay... Marion, I understand the, the I understand the legislative BS, but I work in the wor if, real world. These guys could put me in jail if they wanted to. And, they, and you're telling me they're not government. I'm sorry. They are. Well, uh, first of all, you know, when, 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 when you, what you said was that the Human Rights Commission could put you in jail. No. Sure the Human can. Rights Commission can bring a case in <laughs> front of a court, and the court may make a decision that way, but the Human Rights Commission cannot put you in jail. But you won't end up in front of that court. So therefore, the Gestapo was not, was not political because it was a separately no. created body. Without the, without the Human Rights Commission, <laughs> you will not with the greatest of respect, end up in front of that court on that similar charge, because that the, the, quote, charges that the Human Rights Commission can, can lay against you and bring you before well, a court cannot be laid in a civil case and will not be laid in a criminal they're case. They're not in, charges, in actual they're fact, In actual fact, in some cases you can. For example, sexual harassment is a case, is, is, is under the Human Rights Code as part of the uh, discrimination on the grounds of sex. Mm. You can bring okay, right a there. civil yeah. action Against but, but as Bob, sexual harassment, as Bob and in says, fact, that has proven 
more effective in the United States than what we are trying to do but here. But as Bob said, there are situations where, do it. where you can be put in jail for what you say, and it can happen in this country here. And Personally, and I don't you like think that. think that's never, never appropriate? Never. Well, I can't think of any instance. Could I'd, you name one? I'd have to put my thinking cap on to come up yes, with one where I think it's I think I can. I think any direct threat to a, an individual or a group of individuals where people are well, still under the criminal Threatening code. violence, you mean. Yes. But you don't need the human well, rights commission for that. That's an act of violence. To, who has gone to jail from the, from the Human Rights Commission? Tell me one person who has gone to jail yes. in this province. Yes. Oh, I'm sure there are just... It, no, no, tell me one person. You both are saying well, you know, that's what go to jail. Now, well, give no, me a break right here. Bob no, no. said they go. I said they could. No, they, they will go to jail if they don't pay the fine. Like well, Elijah Elioff's going to end up in but, jail because he's not, not paying his fine. Not paying a fine is a different issue. That's th that's. Well, so you keep separating the whole no, thing. No. You start from one injustice and you say that, if and then from that injustice we go to this one and that one and that one. Sanctions in our society and people refuse to listen to those sanctions. And I, you may disagree with the sanctions, um, but if we have in a democratic government sanctions that government set and individual citizens say, I am above the law and I am not going to pay this price, then yes. But that is different I cannot think than of sending a... somebody to... I mean, you're, the assumption here mm -hmm. was that people would go to jail as a result of a, a, direct, a direct concern that was raised with the Human Rights Commission. I have never heard of that in no, this No, because process. they always pay their fine or, or, or try to avoid jail in some other ways or go on parole. Like Mark Emery went to jail after everybody told him nobody's ever going to go to jail over Sunday shopping. He said, oh, yeah, well, I'm not paying my fine. And they put him in jail, Marion. Sure. Because well, he didn't pay his fine. Well, but, that, but the fine was levied for an injustice. It's like saying that the Jews didn't pay their fine for being Jewish. That's the same kind of law. It's the same kind of thinking. You're, you're dealing with the man's own property, his own livelihood. You're passing laws about what he has to do with it, and you put him in jail. Those he went to jail for employing too many people on a Sunday. That was the specific charge. Okay? And he was the fourth person so in the store that, that was not allowed. you don't agree with the law in this country... If it violates my to, rights... You ought to be able to, to not obey it, and then you ought to be able to say that the, the, the state can't levy any fine. That's just like... You and I have had great discussions about drunk driving. That's exactly what repeat drunk drivers say. I don't agree with it, and therefore I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, no, it's the same no, thing. The difference is one's a crime, one's not. Well, Can you not it, tell the difference? It, and it's not just the law. What you're saying now is exactly what Hitler said. If we had a law today that said Jews were illegal, you'd be sitting here right now saying we've got to lock the Jews and, up because it's the, the law. And people are upset about Heider is that they're fearful that, in fact, that's where he's going because of some of the statements he's made. What statements? I don't, I don't say what that they necessarily, I don't necessarily, necessarily agree with that. <laughs> but, well, right. in fact, what he has said about immigrants... What has he said about immigrants? He says he wants to hold the line on immigration. He wants to integrate the people from Eastern Europe first before they allow and open their immigration policies more. But his country has the highest rate of immigration of any country in Europe. He is not opposed to him. Uh, even some of his critics will tell you who sat beside him in the, in the Austrian parliament how he doesn't create any issues over that. It's not a racial issue to him. It's an economic issue. It's a political issue. Race, uh, you know, immigration is tough. Anybody who says anything against immigration is immediately labeled a racist to quell the debate to not allow anybody to say that some people are different from other people, that certain people don't get to get along well together when they're, when they're integrated, uh, especially by government doing it. And the rates of immigration, I mean, that, that country lets 100,000 people a year and the population's only 9 million. All right, let's go to the phones where Alex has been waiting very patiently to have his say. Hello, Alex? Yeah, we were talking about people going to jail in Ontario for uh, expressing their opinions, peaceful protest, etc. 
And I was going to bring uh, the fact of uh, Linda Gibbons and uh, Annalise Staden and, and Ken Campbell to the attention who have gone to jail, and Linda Gibbons for the most part of that, for peaceful protests in front of an abortion clinic in Toronto. They went to never, jail for uh, disobeying a court injunction. A peaceful protest. And uh, I think that's a prime example of uh, uh, big government telling people what they're supposed to do and not supposed to do. If they were breaking the law, that'd be one thing, but it's this they injunction were. They, is not they, breaking they the law. They refused to obey an protest. injunction. Well, they were breaking the, the law. They yeah, were that, breaking the law. That's not a peaceful protest because when you're sitting on someone else's private property. They make them break the law. Instead, they, uh, they are forced then to break the law in order to have peaceful protest. Peaceful protest should be allowed in Ontario because it should be a basic right to And that was to exactly my point, that if people persist in breaking the law, then in a, in a country that, that purports to be run by the rule of law, we have to bring sanctions against people who disobey the law. Alex, I have to leave it there, but I appreciate your call, sir. But we all know that that's a can of worms, that whole issue, whether I can stand on, on the sidewalk in front of your home. That's a whole show in itself. Stand there with a placard and say, I don't like what you're doing. And I mean, you and I don't agree on that, because we've argued that before, Marion. But uh, that distresses me, too. That and, and you're quite right. They are in jail because they defied the injunction. That's but right. But there are people who make the case that the injunction should never have been given in the first place. Well, then they need to make it in front of the court. Yeah. See, the injunction wasn't for the, the opinion they expressed. The injunction was for the methods they used and to express it, which is people. sitting yourself in it front of somebody and blocking people. That's, that's not a piece But of harassment is, a, is a, and you and I have debated this too on television, Marion, that harassment is, a quite, is often in the eye of the beholder, which is where do we draw the line? And there is no clear line in the law, as you know. Well, actually, in criminal harassment, now there is. Unfortunately, that wasn't available to us at the time. I want to thank my guests very much for being in here. It's been a very lively and thank provocative you. hour, as it always is. So thank you, Robert and Mary, and a pleasure, as always. Folks, we hope you join us again next week at, uh, at uh, 1030 on uh, t uh, Wednesdays when we take a look at the issues of the world from the left, right, and the center, and all those places in between. Stay with us. Bud Bohill is standing by for the next edition of Ask the Experts. And... Uh, who knows what's likely to happen there either. It is Talk of the Town on 1290 CJBK, and we will be back.